Hi everyone, Bernard Jackman here for Cassidy Travels Rugby World Cup podcast. Uh, it's Monday morning, first weekend is over, World Cup is up and running and wow, it started with a bang Friday night in Stade de France. Uh, I was lucky enough to be there for RT, COCOM, the atmosphere, three or four hours before the game, out of the stadium, thousands of pe- tens of thousands of people just there trying to get in, trying to get to the opening ceremony. Uh, the black market for tickets was, was crazy. I think the value of tickets for that game was two times what the final tickets are um, people wanted to be hard, part of history and sometimes the games don't live up to, to expectation but I think this did um, particularly because France had to find a way to win under pressure in the first half could see the try very early could see the try very early after half time and those in the past would have just dishevelled and rocked the confidence of, of the French teams they kind of needed everything to go their way to beat one of the the top sides in the world and um, they found a way the crowd got behind them and they were actually very dominant in the second half and uh, got a couple of late tries which obviously boosted the, the scoreboard but more importantly gave them that feel good factor Factor, um, they've been in a real battle they found a way to win and I think that win will do them the world of good psychologically because they've now leave Paris they go down to other parts of France Lille and Lyon to play their next two games before obviously they go back to Paris for um, the run-in, which they hope will be all the way to the final. And and by winning against the All Blacks, they're pretty much guaranteed to be top seeds in their group, which means that they hopefully will, well, from an Irish point of view, hopefully they play South Africa in a quarterfinal, um, but they have um, certainly top seed uh, to look forward to. I hope we avoid them. Um, I hope we play the All Blacks in a quarter final, and we meet again in a final. The France Ireland final for me would be um, fitting. I think they're the two best teams in the world, along with South Africa. And but I think France can knock South Africa out. They have the power to to beat them. Um, wasn't without its controversies this weekend. Some refereeing decisions. Um, a missed red card against the Springboks uh, for a high tackle. Missed red card potentially last night um, in the in the Wales game. I don't know what the TMOs are, are doing. Uh, to be honest, at the stadium, we're not getting the type of replays that, that we would on our laptops or on the big screens that we've become used to um, in Six Nations or European Cup games, etc. So, And that's been consistent throughout uh, French stadia, um, which means we don't get to see some of the really good play um, that leads to tries, the line breaks, the bits of skill, but we also don't get to see foul play or potential foul play. Um, and I don't know why we haven't been given any pre-warning of that as media. Um, and I think it's to try and protect the referees a little bit because they don't want the crowd to see something and put pressure on the referees. But I think there's a big meeting in World Rugby today, and that's one of the topics of, of discussion. It's not the French television broadcasters anymore. It, World Rugby have taken that on for this World Cup. So it's all being ran out of a truck. Um, they've got a base there near Roland Garros in Paris. So every single game, the, the TV footage is controlled from there. And I think there has been some issues with it this weekend. So that's something that hopefully will improve upon. Obviously for fans been a couple of high profile instances where um, it's been quite slow to get into the ground. I believe there was a tram uh, breakdown for about an hour in Bordeaux which obviously increased that that volume of people trying to get in the same time. Um, the fan zones, the stadium have run out of beer um, so that hopefully gets sorted out. Run out of water in certain uh, occasions and, and the heat is is stifling so um, that has to be rectified as well. So I look at it, I think 
few learning um, learnings from the weekend from an organisation point of view that will be sorted out this weekend and, and hopefully all the fans going over there now will just have, have a smoother entry points into the stadium, getting out of there um, when you want uh, on time without any big hassle or crush and obviously getting lots of food and drink and um, around the stadium as well is, is obviously very important. So um, that should be sorted out. The quality of rugby last night, Wales, Fiji, exceptional game. Uh, Fiji probably should have Probably should have won it to be fair. Um, they they showed serious heart to go chasing a, a three score down lead, and had an opportunity, but knocked the ball on inch or yards from the line in the, in the last play of the game. Again, it's a little bit controversial around the referee in there. A lot of people feel that Matthew Cardi, the English referee, didn't give Fiji the same um, level level of refereeing as he did to Wales, particularly around a yellow card where Wales a, a non yellow card where Wales had four penalties on their own line, no yellow card, and Wales break down the field and Fiji make one um, piece of discipline and they get a yellow card. So we need to make sure that consistency is there for tier one, tier two countries. Um, but I don't think Fiji are down now yet. They got two points last night, a losing bonus point, a four try bonus point, and they now will have to beat Australia um, to qualify. And I thought Australia were good. I was I was watching and commentating on them against Georgia in Stade de France on Saturday evening. And a young team, the youngest team in this World Cup, um, but still some serious talent and some big names in world rugby, like Sakura Betty, um, uh, Will Skelton, uh, Taniela Tupu, the, the tie-head prop, Angus Bells, a loose-head prop who's got a huge future, Richie Arnold, the Toulouse second row, um, and they have Karevi as well in the centre. So they have got some very experienced players mixed with a lot of young, talented players. And Eddie Jones would be delighted to get that win. It's his first win since he went back to Australia. Uh, and I think they'll improve. So the Australia-Fiji game is going to be an absolute cracker. In terms of Ireland, job done. Job done impressively against against Romania. Romania, for me, are the worst team in this World Cup. So I would expect Ireland to to do what we did against them and, and, and put on 82 points. Um, but the most pleasing thing was Sexton getting a decent game time, looking very sharp, um, no injuries. Uh, I think people are making a push now for selection for the big games. Bundiak Key, you know, Robbie Henshaw had a little knock. He had to pull out late. Bundiak Key was excellent at 12. Um, I would imagine that Farrell is very much tempted to pick him and Ringrose as their first choice centre partnership at the moment. Joe McCarthy, um, big physical young young player from Leinster, and he's making a big push to potentially play against the South Africans because we will need to beef up our pack for that game. Although I feel that Farrell will go Ty Byrne in the back row at six, Peter Manny at seven, and bring Ian Henderson into the second row with James Ryan um, to try and give us the best possible ta- chance of, of handling that South African pack um, who were so impressive against Scotland. I mean, the score was only 18-3, to South Africa against Scotland yesterday but I think if I was a Scottish player I would have felt like it was 40 points to 3 that's how dominant they were physically they played that pressure game they suffocated Finn Russell they took away all his time and space and he made some high profile errors so um, South Africa and Root helped and they may not be the flashiest team they mightn't beat teams by 50 points but they play cup rugby, old-fashioned cup rugby, play it well, strong set piece, strong kicking game, strong defence, and then they have some X-factor, particularly a wide with the likes of Aronsa, uh, Cheslin Kobe, Willie LaRue to, to come back in, Libok, uh, his goal kicking wasn't great, but 
he has a huge amount of natural talent and uh, he's someone that will grow in experience. But mainly it's the it's the four pack, Fafta Clerk and Nine. Um, very, very hard to break down. So Ireland will have seen Scotland who had this all singing, all dancing, kicking game going into the competition being completely stifled and we need to be very smart. We need to be very smart. We need to beef up our pack to beat them but also we need to attack uh, and find space which there is there but that's hard to get to. Probably the worst game of the weekend was England-Argentina but what a win for England. Um, you know, they've got into this competition on the back of some really poor form. Uh, Argentina were favourites for the game. England get a red card for Tom Curry after 10 minutes and everyone assumes that Argentina will, will romp to victory. But England dug in. Um, the likes of Courtney Laws, Manitou Laggy had their biggest game for England in a long time. Um, George Ford at 10. You know, three drop goals, obviously, but I thought he controlled the game incredibly well. And we saw Argentina just self-combust. I mean, uh, I haven't seen a bigger breakdown by a team in a long time. Everything they tried to do went wrong. And obviously that mental pressure of being hot, hot favourites when that red card happened just got to them. And uh, I still think they're good enough to qualify. That's not a fair reflection of what they are like as a team, but they have work to do now. I've worked to do now and uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how Michael Cech and Felipe Contaponi, two people we obviously know well in Irish rugby, how they can help them uh, bounce back from that because that was a, a demoralising uh, defeat for them given the nature of how the game went for them. Other games, some of the minnows, uh, Chile lost to Japan but played some great rugby. Um, Georgia weren't that impressive really against Australia and I think they've they've gone backwards um, a little bit. Uh, Wales, Fiji, Wales will be delighted to get that win. Gatland will, they were fit. They made over 244 tackles, I think. Um, and Dan Bigger was outstanding. He pretty much carried Wales to victory last night. And it's his last World Cup. And he's up there with, for me, Sexton in terms of importance to his team. Um, he's a game winner, game manager, a leader. And if Wales are to do anything in this World Cup, I think Bigger needs to stay fit. I think they'll get to a quarter-final now, haven't beaten Fiji, but I don't know if they have the quality um, to go to go further than that. Um, the All Blacks showed some really good bits in attack. Uh, some of their strike plays were excellent. They found space in the French back line. Uh, in particular, you could see Joe Schmidt's fingerprints all over that. But they got taken apart a little bit up front. So even when France were struggling in the first half, they were able to get scrum penalties um, and kick three points through Tomas Ramos. So that's uh, um, that's something that they'll have to fix. Uh, they'll have to get sorted out. And obviously I'm hoping that we beat South Africa, we finish top, and we play New Zealand in a quarterfinal. And I think even though they're a threat, I think we have the all-round game um, to beat them. So this week, I mean, from an Irish point of view, Tonga on Saturday in Nantes. Um, it's going to be a great occasion. Uh, Tonga are improved side. Like Malachi Fekatoa um, obviously would be one of their high-profile players. Ex-All Black, played for Munster last year, former Wasp, um, and now he's gone back to the country of his birth. So they've been able to boost their team. They're not of the same level on form um, as Fiji or Samoa, slightly behind them. Um but they probably were hampered a little bit by the fact that they play all their 
Pacific Island games away from home this season. And by all accounts, they've been together now for five weeks. Uh, Todai Kefu, the former Wallaby number eight, has been her coach for the last three World Cups. He said they've never been as well prepared. So it will be a test. Um, thankfully, temperatures are going to drop in France this week or forecast to drop anyway. So while the competition is getting higher with Tonga into South Africa, um, the temperatures are starting to cool down, which will make it a more pleasant experience for for fans, but it'll also make it easier for our players to, to play. And obviously, I think by the time we get to the latter stages, quarterfinals in October um, in France, normally the temperatures are are, are very bearable. Um, having been in France this weekend, the country's ready for the World Cup. I mean, the atmosphere from fans, even in Paris, a city where it's easy kind of get lost um, and uh, not have a sense of what's on uh, elsewhere in the city. You just see different fa- uh, fans' jerseys everywhere. Um, and I think by the time the Irish fans get to Paris for South Africa, Fran- or Scotland and beyond, um, it's just going to be a fever pitch, particularly because the host nation are up and running now and they're going to be absolutely flying by the time the quarterfinal comes around. So um, we'll have another podcast later in the week when Ireland named their team on Friday, just a preview of the game. But all in all, it's been a great weekend of rugby, some great games, some great atmospheres, great occasions, and so many rugby fans from around the world coming there and following their team and enjoying it. So looking forward to catching up with you on Friday. And um, yeah, we'll chat then. Bye-bye.